What is purpose? What is living purposefully? The word purpose is thrown around a ton. It has different meanings and emphases and implications to different people and groups. Since purpose is the main topic here at She Lives Purposefully, I wanted to break down what I believe purpose is biblically. Or in other words, exactly what we believe God says about purpose. Is purpose what we become, what we accomplish, the impact we make? Is it focused on how hard we work or on what we do, who we please, on maybe someone else? Do we each have a purpose? Are our purposes different? We're going to talk about all of that today in this must-know episode all about purpose. And at the end of the segment, I'm answering your questions that you write into our Dear Meg segment anonymously. Today's question, again, at the end of this episode, is one about marriage and having a spouse who isn't following Jesus like you do. Hey friend, I'm Megan Edmonds, and I am so glad that you're here joining me on the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place where we are encouraged and equipped in our walks with Christ, in knowing our purpose, and in living purposefully as Christian women. I am so thankful that we get to do this life to seek God and honor Him together. If you've listened to our latest episodes before this, you know that the podcast was on a hiatus because I took just some time off, some time to rest, and honestly, I was feeling a little overwhelmed beforehand and even maybe a little bit discouraged. Comparison has been tough for me this year. In this past month, I was able to refocus on my why for this podcast, which has been so huge. I've been refocusing on just being a vessel for God instead of trying to keep up with everybody else. And in this month, God is just so good. The amount of messages that I have received from you guys about how the podcast has encouraged and impacted you, I am just so thankful. I want to say thank you to everyone who did message and I've tried to message everybody back. Truly your words mean the world. And we're such a reminder of like, wow, God is using this space. Praise the Lord. And that just was so refreshing to remind myself of and know, or really have you remind me of. And it may seem silly hearing this, of course, like, of course he is using Sheila's purposefully. He's growing it and you know, there's encouragement going out. Um, but when I was just in this place of feeling discouraged and needing to refocus, your words were such an encouragement. So thank you. I got messages about how Sheila's purposefully episodes and studies and all these things have helped your marriages, your routines, your recentering and refocusing on the Lord, how it's changing your habits, how it's helping you understand God's word, helping you feel not isolated when it feels like everyone around you is complacent in their walk with Christ or even running in the direction completely opposite of him. So again, I just want to say thank you for sharing your messages with me on how the podcast has encouraged you and just praise the Lord 
that it does. I am so excited for this new era in the podcast. As I always say, it is here to encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ, and even more so to be encouraged and equipped, of course, in your walk with Christ to also know your purpose and live purposefully as a Christian woman. That is what She Lives Purposefully is here for. So thank you for your messages and thank you for being vulnerable with me. It has been so sweet to just so wild that even though we haven't had episodes for a couple of weeks, the podcast is still in Spotify's top 50 charts, which is so incredible. That is all in thanks to you guys subscribing, reviewing, sharing, listening, all of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so in some pretty significant news before we dive in, just one last bit of housekeeping. Um, this is pretty big news if you are a podcast listener, which I'm assuming that you are if you're listening to the Sheila's Purposely podcast, or maybe it's your very first fi- first time. <laughs> so welcome. But in big news, we are no longer doing Monday episodes, the Bible studies, we had them on Mondays. So for those of you who don't know, Sheila's Purposely has digital Bible studies. We've gone through a couple different books of the Bible. And over the past year, I've been putting them for the most part, not all of the study, but a lot of the study portions on the podcast publicly. And we've kind of studied them together through the podcast. But Going into this new study that just came out, the Second Timothy study, which I am so stoked for. If you didn't get, go and grab your digital copy of that study for $5 in the shop. But going into the study, we are not going to be studying this together on the podcast. Of course, you can still access the study itself, but we're not going through it on the podcast. This is just part of what I have been praying over in my time off. Um, And this is something that I feel like is just the next step for where I'm at right now. It's not something I'm committing to long-term, but I do know for this next study, the Second Timothy study, we will not be doing those Monday episodes. So it's going to be once a week on She Lives Purposely podcast, these Thursday episodes, which is how it began. So I hope that you just feel just as encouraged and equipped as always. All right, friends, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so today we are talking about must knows about God's purpose for you. And I'm just going to go straight for it. The first one that I want to say is kind of, I guess, maybe obvious, but I think sometimes we really need that reaffirmation, that assurance, that reminder. You have purpose. You have a God-given purpose. God has plans for your life. You are on this planet for a reason. For such a time as this, you are not an accident. God loves you. And your actions don't qualify you or disqualify you from that purpose. God having a purpose for you to walk into is a gift, but it is one that he has given you. You have a purpose. In fact, every single day has a purpose. Every situation, God can bring purpose out of that. That truth for me is what actually really started my thoughts about purpose and what really began She Lives Purposefully. It was realizing that God can bring purpose even out of pain. He showed me that in my own life in a really difficult family 
really traumatic family tragedy that he can bring purpose even out of pain. And I just began to realize and the Lord began to show me that if he can do that, then he must have purpose for everything, for every situation, for every person, for every day. He can bring good out of all things and he can have purpose in all things. So it's the first must know when it comes to God's purpose for you. The second one is kind of a hard pill to swallow for some, but we're going to dive into it. And we're going to also elaborate on it too a little bit later. But this second one is that our purpose revolves around God and not us. Colossians 1.16 says that all things were created by him and for him. And we see in John 15 that he calls us friends. We were created for him and to have a relationship with him. We are for him and we are to have a relationship with him. Our purpose revolves around him and not us. And so to dive into a little bit more about purpose, I want to read Ephesians 2.10. This verse is actually on our crewnecks in the shop, so go and check them out. But this is the verse, um, Ephesians 2.10, which is a really beautiful verse. I have loved it for a really long time. It says this, and this is the English Standard Version. Um, It says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that is the next thing that I'm going to break this verse apart into different, you know, little points here. But the third point that I want to make, the third must know about God's purpose for you is that you are his workmanship. God created you. God created us. That means he created like a carpenter creates one of his creations. He put hard work detail and care. He did that for you too. He put hard work into you. He put care and detail into you. We're not number one of countless billions of the same person without differentiation or made without care. He created me and he created you specifically. He created, he creatively created you for a reason. And the fourth must know Jumping off of that Ephesians 2.10 verse is this, we were created in Christ for, what were we created for? Good works. Friend, you and I, we were created for something. This is a purpose. Where we, we were created for good works. Not for our own pleasures, not for our own success, not for recognition, not for wealth, not for influence, not for leisure, not even for comfort. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works. This ties into our point earlier about our purpose revolving around God, not around us. Often on the Christian social media world, I see a lot of talk, and I'm sure that you do too, on how Christian purpose has become so much about what God wants for us, on what we can do, on who we are, on what we can accomplish, on the great things God calls us to. And before I continue, I firmly believe that God does call us and that he has good things for us and that he has a purpose for us. Of course, we just talked about that. But I believe all of those things with a different, majorly important emphasis. I believe that God wants things for us. I believe he calls us to do 
And all those things are for him. I believe he defines who we are. I believe he calls us to not waste what he calls us to do for him. But as I've surfed the Christian Insta world, I've noticed and been confused by the very me-centered Christian culture. And honestly, it has hit my own heart sometimes that I have to take a step back and be like, all right, this is actually not about me. My purpose doesn't revolve around me. It involves me, absolutely, but it's not revolved around me. Purpose my purpose is not about me at all. Again, it involves you and I absolutely. God cares so deeply about you. He cares about me. He wants good for you and he wants good for me and he has a plan for you and me. But purpose, the general and specific purposes particular to you and I are all revolved around God. God has a purpose and he involves us in it. Therefore, we have a purpose. And we'll dive into this later too, but I think sometimes we can get so tripped up about, you know, my purpose is to do this or become this or speak here or have this business or do this thing. And that becomes so self-centered and self-focused, even if we tag onto it like for the Lord, you know, no, like our purpose is to have good works. Our purpose is to have a relationship with him. And it's to follow him in whatever he may call us to. He may call us to, you know, have that business, to have this ministry, to speak here, to do this. But those are plans that he has put in our life. That's not our ultimate purpose. Our ultimate purpose is not the things that we accomplish or the successes that we have. Even if we add to the end of those things that it's all for Christ, when it becomes focused on what we can do and what we want and who we want to be for ourselves, that's not at all what our purpose is. And I feel like like in the Christian world, we can, you know, add the Lord to the end of those sentences. Like I want to be successful for God and then make that our purpose, but that's not our purpose. Our purpose is all about being involved in what God is doing in the world. And the fifth must know that I want to talk about today, you know, we talked about how God has a purpose for us and a big part of what that purpose looks like is good works. He has pre-laid out good works for us to step into whatever those look like in our own lives, stepping into those good works, the specific ones God has prepared for us to take will take us to the things that we imagine maybe as our purpose. They will take us to the people we're supposed to connect with, the opportunities, jobs, etc. But it's important to make the distinction between acting upon our purpose, good works that God has for us, and what our purpose leads to. For example, going back to this point, owning a successful business is not someone's purpose, but the good works they stepped into and the way that they glorify the Lord that got them there and the good works and glorification of the Lord that they do with that business are the relationship that they have with the Lord, the good works that they're doing. That is their purpose to love God, to love others, glorify God. That is their purpose. And the business is a way to do that. This means that yes, their successful business may be something the Lord has planned for their life, but their goal, their life, their life purpose is not about them having this business. It is about them glorifying the Lord in that specific way that he has called them to. And again, we can get so caught up with, okay, well, what is the big thing that God has for me? And I think so often life really more so consists of 
doing the little things that the Lord has already called us to, stepping into those good works, you know, fostering and growing our relationship with Him. And then as we follow Him, He will guide us to where we need to go. But the key is to keep following Him, to have that relationship with Him, to be a friend with Him, and to obey Him. That is what we are here to do, to glorify Him, to preach the gospel, all those things. That is what we are here to do. So diving back into these good works that have been pre-laid out for us to do, that that is what we are, you know, called to do. So what are those good works? One way is to know that God called us to be obedient. That's how we can know what some of these good works are. He has specific things in the Bible already laid out for us that he calls us to be obedient in. In Ephesians 4 and 5, there are multiple examples of ways that we can be obedient to God, and this can be a way of acting out on those good works. Okay, so what are some of those things that he calls us to? In Ephesians 4, he calls us to walk in humility and gentleness, with patience bearing one another in love. He calls us to eagerly maintain in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace. He calls us to avoid sensuality, greed, impurity, deceitful desires. He calls us to speak the truth with your neighbor. He calls us to not sin and to not let the sun go down on anger. He calls us to give no opportunity to the devil. He calls us to not steal, to do honest work, and to share. He calls us to let no corrupting talk come out of our mouths, to use our words to build up and give grace. He calls us to put away all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, slander, and malice. He calls us to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, and to forgive one another. And Ephesians 5, he calls us to be imitators of himself, to be imitators of God. He calls us to walk in love, to have no sexual immorality or impurity or covetousness. He calls us to not have filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, but to be thankful. He calls us to look carefully at how we walk as wise people do. He calls us to make the best use of our time, to not waste the time. He calls us to not be foolish. He calls us to understand the will of God, to not get drunk, but to be filled with the Spirit, to address each other in psalms and songs and make melody to the Lord, to give thanks, and to submit to one another. So those are just some good things that the Lord calls us to. Those are good works that we can step into. And in our different lives that may look differently, who we're called to love, you know, the different people that we have in our lives, maybe who we, you know, are encouraging to, or the different sins that we're called to stay away from that we specifically struggled with, different things like that. Those are good works that we can step into. And then, you know, being really intentional about doing even like not just staying away from sin for example but actually going in the other direction living in righteousness and doing good works so that is just some of the things that the lord calls us to and that's not necessarily a list that you have to check off but it does give this example of a lifestyle that we are called to live in a way that we can be obedient to god and good works that we can step into And then, you know, going into commands and obedience, what is the greatest commandment? The greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So I encourage you, you know, as a big way to live purposefully, as we're talking about purpose, is to 
work on loving the Lord better. None of us are ever going to be able to love the Lord fully how we should, but that's something that we can foster and to, to love our neighbors as ourself. Friend, God prepared beforehand these good works that we should walk in them. He prepared the plans that he has for us. He prepared our purpose, the good works before they came for us to act upon. He prepared these good works specifically for us to walk in, to step into, to act upon. What God has for you and for me is pre-laid out. How cool is that? There are good works that God has prepared for us to do in this life. The question is, when it comes to our purpose, is will we do them? Will we step into those good works? All right, the sixth must know that I want to talk about today is that the Lord has good works, of course, for us to step into. But what I want to emphasize here is that this is in our day to day. This is why purpose leads us to a bigger concept of our life calling and plan. Of course, you know, these big ideas that we have for our purpose, but it also applies directly to what we do, say, and act every single day. It applies to the little details of life. There is purpose in today. You have things you're called to today. What a high calling and way to live. And I think a huge part of living purposefully is really asking the Lord, Lord, what do you have for me today? How can I obey you today? How can I step into what you have for me? Give me opportunity. Give me the eyes that you have for other people Show me what I can step into, all of that. And two, how can I even grow in my relationship with you? Am I spending time with you? All of that. I really think that our purpose can be summed up in glorifying God, loving God, and loving others. And that involves these good works. That involves that relationship with him of our whole lives being for him. And then all of the plans that he has laid out for us, all of those cool things that we might imagine for ourselves maybe can be incorporated into that. But we can never, 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 never lose sight that our purpose is not about those things. It is not about us. And oftentimes when we think that it is about us, we might lose sight of what actual purpose is. Because if our lives and our purpose is about our success and getting ahead or maybe our own peace and protecting our peace, we don't forgive others like he calls us to. We don't act selflessly like he calls us to. We don't think about others the way that he calls us to. Maybe we lack love because we're trying to get ahead, all of those things. And so we have to know that our purpose is not about us. If he leads us into our desires, that is amazing. And I believe that he, again, has creatively created you for a reason. And he's given you desires and goals and talents and abilities for a reason. But our purpose is about him. And it's so important to just keep that in perspective. And jumping off of that point there too, the last must know that I want to talk about today is that your purpose isn't all about what you can accomplish. This also ties into our point earlier about how we are really created for God and what we were just talking about a couple seconds ago. He wants a relationship with us. Often, I personally, this is just a vulnerability moment, I can confuse what I do and associate it with my purpose. Honestly, that's something that I'm having to remind myself of a lot lately, that my purpose is not based in what I can do or accomplish. 
I am called to glorify God, know God, love God, and love others. I'm also called to obey him, yes, but in what he's called me to. That means that I don't have to do all the things. That's not my purpose. But I feel like we can trick ourselves into thinking that our purpose is, honestly, maybe what other people see about us. It's how great God makes us, maybe. And then if I fail to be the best or do all the things, I feel like I'm falling behind in my purpose or not living it out. But that's not my purpose and that's not true at all. I have been reading and just praying through some of this and I was reading about Paul and how he was in prison and it got me thinking that he could have maybe felt like if he was sharing in this mindset that our purpose is about our accomplishments, that in that moment as he's in prison, that he is not doing all the things. Or maybe Joseph while he was in prison or David while he's tending sheep or Jesus when he was working as a carpenter before doing his three years of ministry but they weren't called to do all the things. They were called to love God and step into good works, however God led them to do that. And their lives were about and for the Lord, whatever he would have for them. Their purpose was that they were loving the Lord, they had a relationship with the Lord, and that they were walking in how he led them to walk into those good works. They were glorifying God, loving God, and loving other people. All right, friend, that is our big chunk of our conversation on purpose for today. And now it is time for Dear Meg. Okay, so for this portion of Dear Meg, we are answering a question about really how to live, what to do when your spouse is not following God the way that you are. So they're not saved or they're just not taking their walk with the Lord seriously at all. And my advice to you, what I would say, my encouragement to you is first and foremost, pray big prayers for this person. Pray if they're not saved, that the Lord would save them, that the Lord would totally just capture and transform their heart. And the Lord does answer prayers. You know, prayer is powerful. It's us actually bringing our petitions before the Lord, communicating with God. And I would encourage you with this too. The Lord has the same heart as you. The Lord wants your spouse to have a relationship with him, to fall in love with him, to, you know, be safe, to be his child, just like you are, and um, to have a close relationship with him. That They would be walking in the spirit, that they would have true life and be free of guilt and shame and sin and, and be able to repent and come to him. The Lord wants that. So your heart and the Lord's heart are aligned in this. So I think knowing that too is so powerful. Know that the Lord is with you in this prayer. Um, I think that's really important to know. My other kind of encouragement to you would be to really be a light in your own home. And what I mean by that is really be diligent about seeking God out openly, outwardly, you know, be reading your Bible, be spending time in prayer, be listening to worship out loud or 
in headphones, different podcasts that are Christian podcasts or sermons, things like that, um, and and be really pouring into that so that you are just being a light in your own home and allow the Lord to really transform you too. And so that change is noticeable in your own life. So be a light in your own home. Pray for your spouse and, you know, for the time being too, just be a leader in this area. If you have kids, you know, make sure that you are going to church, bringing them to church. If you don't have kids, just make sure that you're being in fellowship, going to Bible studies. Make sure that you are being a good spouse to your spouse, that you are obeying the Lord in that way as well. Um, and, and that your love for Christ and your obedience to him really shines through. I think those are all things. So pray for them, you know, be a light in this space and know to the Lord's heart in this area is totally aligned with yours. The Lord wants this for your spouse as well. And that would be my encouragement to you. Be a light here and know that you're not alone in this. I'll link to just some other kind of marriage, Christian marriage resources in the show notes too for this episode. So you can go and check those out as well. There are a lot of people who are way more equipped when it comes to marriage and Christianity, especially in this area where Maybe your spouse isn't following God at all. Maybe they're not saved. And so I'm going to link some of these resources for you. Know that you're not alone. Know that the Lord sees you and that the Lord wants these things too. And that he's a God who can answer big prayers. So be praying and and yeah, all that to say, be praying. Know the Lord's heart is with you in this and be a light as well. All right, friends, as we wrap up, I would be remiss without telling you about some resources that you have to know about if you are a She Lives Purposely friend here. The first is our free Bible studies tool guide that will help you get more out of your time with Jesus. It'll help you learn to dive in deeper to what the Bible says and see how the Bible applies to you and applies to you today. The second is our digital Bible studies. I mentioned earlier that Second Timothy just launched our digital Bible study for Second Timothy just launched. And so these studies have a section for notes. They have prayers, background, all the good stuff. And of course, a study for throughout the entire book that we are studying. So go and check that out for $5 in our shop. And third, if you would like bonus content and a way to support She Lives Purposefully, you can get every one of those $5 digital studies for free and get exclusive Bible reading plans so you will always have something to read in scripture, plus weekly bonus podcast episodes and a shop code all when you join the bonus subscription site. So bonus subscribers for $5.99 get all of those things for $5.99 a month from the beginning. Our mission for Sheila's Purposely has been to encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. And this is a new way to do that. And this will continue to help support the creation of more content at Sheila's Purposely, the podcast, the Instagram, the Bible studies, all of that good stuff. So Thursday episodes, of course, will always be freely available to everybody. But bonus subscribers will now have access to a whole new host of exclusive content. So if you would like exclusive exclusive content and a way to support Sheila's Purposely, go and sign up, join the bonus subscription, get these studies, get the weekly bonus episodes, get the reading plan and the shop code at shelivespurposely.com backslash sign up for a free two week trial. That's shelivespurposely.com backslash sign up. And if you like this podcast, be sure to leave a review or share it with your friends in your go-to group chat or on social media friend. I am so thankful for you. 
I am so floored that you have taken this time to be here with me. I would love to hear what your thoughts on today's episode were. And yeah, I'm just so thankful for you. Friend, live purposefully, live for Jesus, and have a fantastic rest of your day.